Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. This is Larry Phillips, and we're doing part two of Isaiah 29. Yesterday, we went from uh, 1 to 14, and today we're going to cover 15 down through 24. Um, And so I'm going to hand over the headset over to Mark. There's only 24 verses in... uh, in chapter 29. Yeah. So Mark is going to be reading for us 15 through 24, and I'll let Mark do that now. Hello, everybody. Hi, Mark. Hi. 15 through 24. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord, and their works are in the dark, and they say, Who seeth us, and who knoweth us? Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. For shall the work say of him that made it, He made me not, or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it, He had no understanding? Is it not yet a very little while, and Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field shall be esteemed as a forest? And in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. The meek also shall increase her joy in the Lord, and the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. For the terrible one is brought to naught, and the scorner is consumed, and all that watch for iniquity are cut off. That make a man an offender for a word, and lay a snare for him that reproveth in the gate, and turn aside the just for a thing of naught. Therefore, thus saith the Lord who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob Jacob shall not now be ashamed, neither shall his face now wax pale. But when he seeth his children, the work of mine hands in the midst of him, they shall sanctify my name and sanctify the Holy One of Jacob, and shall fear the God of Israel. They also that erred in spirit shall come to understanding, and they that murmured shall learn doctrine. Well, thank you, Mark. And uh, now... Basically, what I want to do is a couple things. Um, on on verse 15, one of them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord and their works are in the dark, and they say, who, who seeth us and who knoweth us? Um, the first person that ever did that, of course, was Adam and his wife Eve, because they hid from God. They thought they were hiding from God. 
And uh, ever since then, anyone who is in sin um, seeks to try to hide from from God, from their, what they're doing and that. And, and I always like to give companion verses. There's not enough time to look up all of the companion verses to this, but I like to put them out in case anybody wants to do further Bible study on it. You can reference Psalm 10, verse 11 and 13, Zephaniah 1:12, and Malachi 2:17. But um, how does this apply spiritually? Well, of course, as it relates to Christ, you know, the uh, the Jews consulted against Christ to take his away his life. And they persecuted his apostles, and they tried to hinder the spread of the gospel um, by you know, consulting each other in private and going behind the apostle Paul's back and actually forming a conspiracy against the apostle Paul to kill him. And you know he had to be led over a wall in a basket to try to get away from him, and all kinds of schemes and everything. And um, they they tried to do this in the dark. They tried to, you know, they tried to uh, hide what they were going to do. And of course, Paul's I think it was his nephew got wind of it and went to the the rulers uh, and told them that you know they're they're going to kill my uncle and and so they 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 got protection. Um, and then, of course, this also um, says that um, they say, who seeth us and who knoweth us? In other words, they actually think they're going to get by with it. Now, we've referenced this before, but I want to read it again because I think it's uh, I think it's apropos unto one through four. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in heaven shall laugh. The Lord shall have them them in derision. So, uh, Chris, what are your thoughts about uh, verse 15 there? Chris, can you hear me? <laughs> Did we lose Chris? No, no, brother, you you didn't lose me. Okay. I I put it on mute for clarity. I mute I my you. own okay. for clarity, and I have to okay. remember to when called upon. I have to <laughs> click it twice to, but just for for sake of clarity, I hope it comes clearer that way. Anyway, well, I'm 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 laboring in vain, but I don't think so. Anyway. Uh, by the way, you could attest to that if it's clear when, when you guys are <laughs> yes, speaking. Yes, it's, it's much it's much clearer. Yeah. Okay. Is it yeah. is it not as clear right now because I'm I've no it, it's so far you're you're real good today so it's not a problem. So either way, whether I mute it or not. Okay, very good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Psalm two, you know that you alluded to that uh, brings this into a lot of perspective. You know. The heathen rage and, uh, you know, but woe unto them that seek deep either counsel from the Lord or, or whatever they're doing is not is not well with God. 
And that is just the act of man. That's just man. That's me. That's you. That's us in our in our uh, in our dark closet. You know, we we all we have a prayer closet. Well, we have a dark closet too. You know, as human beings, we you know we we sin every day. We're sinners. You know, but by the grace of God, uh, you know, in Christ's work, we 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 go forward. But anyway. Uh, you know, they that make man an offender and therefore is redeemed Abraham. And we're all in Abraham, are we not? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall not be ashamed. And he was a he was a deceiver, you know? We're all deceivers, Yeah. Neither shall his face now grow pale, wax pale. That's another word for growing, you know, ugly. But when you see his children, the work of mine hands, see his children, God's children, his prodigy, are the work of his hands. That 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 just alludes to his sovereignty, you know. But uh, I think again, you know, it's titled here uh, the future recover of, of wisdom in this part of uh, twenty nine, you know, and we've all erred in erred. That means to error to to cause great error in our in our in ourselves and our souls but in spirit shall come to understanding and that's god's doing we'll never come to any understanding uh, in and of ourselves you know that murmured and we've all murmured against the lord but we shall learn doctrine you know that's the parting shot in 29 but yeah, no, that's what what I have to say. I just want to give little earmarks to 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 points spoken well of what Mark read, and uh, you know, the eyes of the blind shall see out of the obscurity, and out of darkness the meek shall also increase their joy. These are these are blessings, and but God is finding us out. Isn't God finding us out here? Or oh, yeah. or yeah. or or, re, or re, reiterating the fact that we are found out by Him. In other words, you can't hide from God. But again, no. He knows He knows our He knows our travail. He knows our weakness. He knows we're but dust and ashes. And yet, of His great love to, to towards His elect only, and that'll raise ire for most. Oh, because he's a god of love. He loves everybody. Yeah. No, he doesn't. And why he's given me evidence of the love that he has for me and other brethren, you know, that proved to me that he loves not only myself, of course, but uh, others as well, you know. That is uh, that is beneficial. That That lifts us up. What hope do we have in this earth, you know? There's really nothing, nothing here, nothing to uh, gainsay about. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's those are my little little points well, of so, reference. Yeah, we go we go moving on. You know, in sixteen, surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter. For shall the work save him that made it? He made me not, 
or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it? He had no understanding. And, of course, we know that the parallel passage there, going back to uh, the most hated hated chapter in the Bible, Romans 9. Romans 9. Right. Most hated. Yeah. And, of course, specifically, uh, Romans 9, um, 19 through 21, we'll just read that real, just kind of go over that. So... um, you can see the relevance of that, 19 through 21. Thou wilt say then unto me, Why doth he yet find fault? Uh, for who hath resisted his will? Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing form say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor? and another unto dishonor. So this really is just saying, in fact, uh, Paul references, uh, he's, he's actually referencing uh, in verse 20, Isaiah there. And, uh, of course, there's other parallel passages too. I mean, if you want to look, um, we'll just re- real briefly look at Jeremiah 18.6. I'm going to flip back to that real quick, but um, this whole aspect of the potter and the clay is a theme that runs uh, and Jeremiah, Isaiah, Paul, you know, they all used it. Uh, Jeremiah 18.6, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand. O house of Israel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, people don't finally, get that, brother. People, excuse me, I'm sorry. People, people don't get ahead. that. No, no, I was just going to say that we are the clay. God's the potter, and what are we going to? Well, what are those that are that are, are that are without God going to end up as 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 the very pot shirt that uh, that uh, that. Uh, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, he scraped himself from the boils. I'm thinking of uh, uh, jo- uh, uh, Job. Uh, yeah, Job. Job, of course, Job. Yeah, and that that there's that that's a dried pot shirt, you know. And w- what becomes oh, yeah. of that? It crumbles and like everything, you know. Uh, talk about uh, devolvement or or evolution. Everything evolves. <laughs> there's no. The only thing that evolved, I mean, even rocks evolve for that state, for that for that sake of mind. But I don't want to go off on a tangent here. I just I'm just saying that God is sovereign again, again, proven, you know, and all through, like you said, there's a fine thread throughout where we are the the, the, the clay and He is the potter, and He can do That's with he, with what He wants and. You know, I don't think he gives that realization to most people. And if we if no, we understand no. it, if he's given us understanding, we try and live by that. It's I think it's a I think it's credence. I think it's a stock of value uh, to us word. Oh, I I totally agree with that. And um, you know, I think that uh, if you go over to the twentieth chapter, Matthew. 
this is a question that Christ asked. Um, you know, a lot of the people were trying to um, uh, constantly question his authority and so on. So he tells a parable. And in this, in the middle of this parable, he stops and he asks a question in verse 15. And I think it's a very relevant relevant question. He says, is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Is thine eye evil because I am good? <laughs> and so, I'm right there. Uh, yeah, I'm right there. So the last shall be first and the first last, for many be called but few chosen. Why don't you, exactly. why don't you, Larry? Why don't you break down that that? Uh, 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 so the last shall be first, and the first will be last. Now that's God's prerogative. We remember He gave uh, 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 money to to those who who didn't even endure the heat of the day, but He paid them the right. same right. the same payment to those that He paid that had worked from the beginning of the day. And they found fault. That's right. And the Lord said, can I not do with, with, with my own what I want, in essence? And they had an argument with the Lord. Well, surely we'll get paid more, but it's, it's just amazing how, the God, how, how our dear Lord works. And that's that parable of, uh, you know, the, the workers. And, uh, yeah, and, and a, another, another parallel passage of that, as be recall, is when, um, you know, when the master left the three people money, and uh, one of them, you know, well, I'm just paraphrasing, crippled the money, one brought, one got got some return, and the other one hit it in the ground, and the guy yeah, that talent. got the yeah, most the return was given more, and the yeah. guy that hit in the ground, it was taken away from him, and he was, he was, uh, he was judged. He was cast in the outer. You know, there was, he was not uh, favored of the Lord, and so that's just that's just the unadulterated sovereignty of God. That's all it is. It's, it's showing that God has a right to do with His own creation whatever He chooses. Absolutely. And people. That's why people gnash on their teeth at it because they want to think they have something to do with it. Right. And uh, you know, they they just can't. They just they, they just can't handle it now. Uh, he goes on. He says uh, in verse seventeen, "Is it not a yet a very little while, and Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field shall be esteemed uh, as a forest?" Um, you know, I love I love it when <laughs> I've been doing a lot of. I often find when I get a little discouraged or whatever, I find myself in the Psalms a lot. I don't know if that's your case or not, but it's a real comfort when you go into the Psalms. And and David is just, you know, he's a man after God's own heart and all that. But in Psalm 107, let's see if I can flip back to this here. Um, hold on, just bear with me a second because... Uh, see here, what I wanted to do is look at this as it relates to uh, this particular, is it not a very little while in Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field shall be esteemed as a forest. And if you go back to 107, verse 33 and 35, he says, 
he turneth rivers into a wilderness, and the water springs into dry ground, a fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. He turneth the wilderness into a standing water and dry grounds into water springs. And he and there he maketh the hungry to dwell, that they may prepare a city for habitation. <laughs> and, uh, the spiritual implications of that are profound because, you know, that's really what Christ does. In fact, he says that, he says to the Pharisees, you know, he says, you know, you, he says as it relates to the publican, he says, he he went home to his house justified. Uh, in other words, because the publican realized that he was a sinner in need of a savior, and he also said in another place that the I'm paraphrasing, but he says the the harlots and the, you know, in other words, the the sinners have a greater chance. Yeah, they go in. They go life. in before you, fer- hypocrite Pharisees. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they they were so convinced their self righteousness because of their position and because of their education and and let's apply that today. Look at the people. Um, look at the people with with all of these degrees, with these master's degrees, with these doctors of divinity's degrees, with these titles, with these great big megachurch, whatever. Yeah. You know, we're getting ready to go to a little fellowship of maybe a whole, maybe, maybe 20 to 25 people there coming from all all over the United States. Coming from all over the United States. And the only reason they're going there is for fellowship because they're of like faith. In other words, they believe these truths. That's how dry that desert is, brother. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Well, no, I was just going to say that's how dry that desert is. Yeah. And, you know, if it wasn't for the Lord bringing us together, we, we, would, we wouldn't know that there were others, really. I mean, it's getting to the point where it's so dry, you know, and only God, like you just talked about, like you just reiterated from a, of a verse, you know, in the Old Testament there, just previously, what that taught me or, you know, or speaks to me that it, it's just, this world is so dry of fellowship, and God can turn that desert into an oasis and, yeah, and, and bring know, forth I, I, water, you know, which is absolutely. the gospel, the truth. That is so true. And, you know, I was thinking back back up in 16 where it says that um, surely you're turning of things upside down. <laughs> okay, well... That's what they've done today in their doctrine, you know. I mean, you look at, in, uh, you know, this free will doctrine, the various schemes, inverting the order of things. Uh, you know, in other words, trying to give man, a, making man a cooperative agent with God and, and all of these things. And, uh, you know, but you're right. In other words, when God decides to make water in the midst of a desert whenever he decides to uh, give the lady at Samaria living water. He said, you ask of me and I would give you living water. You'd never thirst again. And then when he proceeded to tell her all about her life, 
She says, I perceive you're a prophet, you know. God knows all things. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's Alpha, Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the Counselor, the Prince of Peace, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, you know. Amen. Better him. Better him than us because we would just utterly defile it. That's we right. don't have power. Right. We don't have power with God. Who who has power with God? Nobody. Not the Pope. Nobody. That's right. Not even me and you that, that understand his ways to a certain extent. That because only because he's revealed it to us, you know, revealed some things, you know. That's, a, think that's a real good that's a real good point and a real good lead in to the Read the next verse for us, uh, Chris, verse 18. 18 in, uh, in uh, uh, Isaiah 9. Yeah, that's, uh, and in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. The meek also shall increase their joy in the Lord, and the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. The poor here are not physically poor. They are poor. They are poor because they lack the true gospel. And and the ones that are needy and hungry, you know, know, Alina and I were talking about this earlier, and the whole point, the, the, the greater level of meaning is, yeah, let's feed the poor, let's visit those in prison, yeah, yeah. No, it's not talking about a physical prison. It's talking about the the prison that their spirit is in due to the fact of their unbelief and the fact that if they die they go to they go to the lake, you know, without Christ. Well, yeah, and, and you know, really, yeah, and you you hit you hit it right on the head because when it talks about in 18 in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book and the eyes of the blind shall see and so on and speaking there like you said of the gospel. That's the gospel day, you know. That's what they're um, needing. And we see that the gospel was preached to the Gentiles who were before, you know, they were before were deaf, but now they were made to hear and willing to hear and understand the doctrines contained in the Bible the, and the prophecies of them concerning, you know, the Messiah it said that the that he would be a light unto the Gentiles, you know, and think about that, this. Even to this day, uh, there's still a veil, you know, the se- the words have been sealed to a lot of the Jews. They don't understand it even as of yet. Oh. But we're told that when when the fruition of the Gentiles comes in, the veil's going to be taken away, and the, the remnant Jews that are chosen by God are going to have ears to hear the gospel and to receive the doctrines and obey the doctrines. Yeah, and so I would like. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, no, I, I pretty much finished my thought there on okay. that. But that I was just—I was just going to say when that time comes, and I, and I hope it comes sooner than later, because how can the world, you know, continue on in this Jew-Gentile? Uh, uh, condition which is not right. consistent with uh with uh God's love. I mean God God has his plan and his timetable already preset. 
you know. Because remember, God is not in time. We are subject to time. But our Father in heaven is not. He's outside of time. He created time. He dictates the time. You remember he held back the, uh, what, the sundial or whatever, so uh, Hezekiah realized he had another 15 years. Right. right. Does that ring a bell? Remember that's, that? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, he's so, in total. Again, yeah, God is master of time, and we're all subject to it. But, uh, no, I, I'm just waiting for the Jews to come to the understanding. Well, and again, it's only a remnant, just like there's a remnant from uh, Swahili or from uh, Norway <laughs> or, or from uh, right. from the Ukraine or from Canada. There's only a remnant saved by grace, according to his his free will, not ours. You know, and it just it just blows my mind all the money given to these false preachers of these false uh, stand-alone, accept Jesus in and of yourself, and all will be well. Well, nothing can be further from the truth. All it does is proliferate the lie. And all it does is demean our Father in Heaven, who hates this. Well, you know, I, I, I think it, I heard uh, Michael Smith make the statement that and I thought it was excellent you know if you know the history especially of the old baptist and how that that, that there were people that that came in unawares to spy out their liberty and and there were people that came in to try to promote missionaryism you know and all of that stuff and missionary boards and mission boards and all that and and the idea is we got to get all these people saved we got to do God's work for him the Great Commission is a proclamation of what Christ has already done. I want to repeat that. The Great Commission is merely a proclamation of what Christ has already done. Well and stated. So, yeah. Yeah, and so when we look at when we look at this verse that you were alluding to, you were right on target. When when it talks about the meek shall increase to Inherit join the, the poor. Okay. Well, the meek, the meek, are are those who are made sensible of sin. Those are the ones that become yes, horrified. Sensitive, uh, sensitive of sin. They yes. Yeah, they realize they need a savior, and they also submit to the righteousness of Christ. And you know, <clears throat> the the, uh, the other thing is, is that the poor, like you said, the poorest of men. Um, you know, that, again, that's from a spiritual standpoint. Uh, there's all, the, the, those that are the poorest are the ones that are ascribing to the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ. You know, I think of that song that we used to sing, you know, and I repeat it often, but I like it. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ's solid rock I stand. All other ground is, is sinking sand. sand. I, I love so that. Talks, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know who says that a lot is uh, good pastor uh, Bill Parker on Sermon Audio. Yeah. He always alludes yeah. to that, but please, excuse me, please. 
That's okay. So this this joy that this is alluding to uh, here, rejoice in the Holy One of Israel, this joy, it's not some carnal thing. You know, it's spiritual. It's the fruit of the Spirit of God, and it's called joy in the Holy Ghost. You know, in other words, um, it's peculiar to believers. It's not known to the world. I mean, the world out there talks about you know, I remember Three Dog Night, they had that song, Joy to the World, All the Boys and Girls, Joy joy to the Fishes in the Deep Blue Sea, Joy to You and Me. No, we're not talking about that kind of joy. You know, it's, it's unspeakable and full of glory. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. See, man's joy is only, if he's without Christ, man's only joy is predicated on his on his own will. And let me expand on his will. Let me just change, let me just, let me just add another word to man's will. Starts with W. Wickedness. Man's only joy or his perceived joy is is predicated on his own wickedness. Because that's a total adjunct and a definite uh, uh, answer to the equation of what is man's free will. How would one define man's free will? Well, you know what? You and I would define man's free will as utter wickedness. Right. Because his free will is free to do wicked things. See, I don't think we take it far enough when we when we sit here and, and, and discuss, you know, uh, the mockery of God in regard to this so-called free will man thinks he has, which is a complete, again, insult to God himself. You know, because God is the only one that has the free will. And maybe, perhaps Adam and Eve had a free will to a certain extent. I don't know. But I just know that in in the day that you and I live, in regard to spiritual matters, we have no free will at all. And this is a big lie that that the the brick and mortar churches have swallowed tooth and nail. They've swallowed the whole thing, and I don't want I don't, I won't be part of it. I don't want I don't want anything to do with their their church or their well, you're right. or their tithe. So so you know, and ultimately all he does, and I've mentioned this before, and it's a, maybe it is a jealousy thing. You know, I'm seeing this guy this. This this clown and you know that's, that purports to be a pastor. Well, I, I'm calling him a hireling, you know, whoever he is for the yeah. most part. And boy, he sure lives better than you and me. And thanks, well, yeah, and th- and know, keep, that, keep those love yeah. offerings coming in. <laughs> keep those love offerings coming in, you suckers. No, I'm well, sorry, you know, but the I, thing, you know, I'm militant. Yeah, the thing, I, I'm becoming militant. Well, you know. About. Yeah, and you know what, here, you know, and I think that that's exactly what, you know, and we've talked about this before, Chris, but I mean, that's exactly what Jeremiah was alluding to in Jeremiah 23, and we can look briefly at that, but I mean, I would encourage uh, anyone... Well, woe, to you, woe to you pastors, yeah, Jeremiah 23, yeah, woe yeah. to you pastors, yeah. you bet. Yeah, we, we don't have time to go through the whole thing, but I would encourage yeah. our listeners to read that, to read that. You know, yeah. who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, you know. 
Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, against the pastors that feed my people, you have scattered my flock and driven them away. I have not visited them. I will visit upon you the evil of your doings, saith the Lord. You know. And, That's uh, right, brother. And do you, do you think they have any qualms about what they, they think they're doing? God's service, right? By feathering their own nest, and you know what? At the expense of, uh, you know, I, I heard I heard a pastor say one time, uh, someone called in and, and said, "Would you please pray for me?" And he said, "Oh, many will be praying for you." And you know, it just sickened me. Because he's too big and important to, to actually, you know, extend a prayer right then and there. Right. He could have just as easily said, yeah, let's pray, and many are with us, and, you know, in, in, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, or, or whenever two, two or, or more gathered in my name, I am there. Well, he could have just as easily offered up a little prayer, instead of well, saying, yeah. many will be praying for you. Well, in other like, words, uh, I'm wearing a nice Armani suit, and you know what? Uh, oh, 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 here's something I wanted to touch on, brother. You know, we were talking about uh, these preachers and the like, and actually you hit it on the head earlier, but I, I'm trying to get back to that, that, that thought that was in your mindset. But it, it just reminds me of, uh, like, the, like the Jews and the Pharisees of those days, that adhered to this nonsense of the law, and that's all they knew was the law, and they did their best to keep it, but the, but the hypocrisy of the self-righteousness completely eclipsed any love or any of God's true justice, which is, you know, we know that God's love is predicated on his justice. See, people don't understand that. They think he's a God of love, and that, that, that uh, justice, you know, comes out it comes out as a result of God's first and foremost love. No, they're wrong. It's the other way around. God's love is is comes out of His justice first. Right. His love right. is 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 second is second to His justice. But but anyway, I just had to add this. We know that Jesus spoke about this to a certain degree. I don't know if I can nail this, but but. Let me use these terms. Uh, how they love to widen the borders of their phylacteries. <laughs> and you, you know what that means. Oh, I, yeah. I, I trust. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what that's alluding to is, is, you know, for those that are listening, that alludes to uh, uh, these, these false preachers of the so-called word that they espouse and, and their, their garments, you know, and all it is, it's the same thing in the Catholic Church today. You know, it's the same old thing with their with their white vestments and their garments and their certain. You know, I mean, they, they, I mean, I live this Catholic nonsense. You know, right. up until the point where I just couldn't stomach it anymore. I think I was twelve when God put it on me that hey, this is this is crap. This is nonsense. Mm-hmm. Don't feed into this. Anyway. Well, you know, and, and, and well, you know, and, and actually, you know, Christ um, affirms exactly what you're saying in John 10. He says, you know, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, who's owned the sheep or not, seeth the wolf coming, 
fleeth, the wolf catches them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. Because he's a hireling. Yeah. yeah. He's a hireling. And you know what? He's going he's gonna to suck that, those sheep dry till they don't, have a, uh, they don't have two mites left like the widow that gave all and gave more than all of them because they only gave out of their abundance. You know, it's just wonderful to discuss these things because it brings, it brings so much to our remembrance, and that's a gift from God. Right. You know, right. He, he will call things to our remembrance, which are pertinent to whatever we're discussing. I mean, I mean, the book, the book is so wonderful, a gift from God that it is so completely co- contextual to itself. Oh, yeah. I don't. I think you can take any verse in the Bible and find a find a continuity or a, or a uh, context that's relatable to whatever God's saying here. I mean, you can take the most obscu- apparent obscure verse and say, well, no, that that doesn't relate. That doesn't relate. Well, sure it does. It's all oh, yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can give one example to what you're talking about right as we speak. Um, for an example, in the uh, 19th verse, where it says, "The meek also shall increase their joy in the Lord, and the poor among them shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel." Uh, you go clear back to James, <laughs> okay? James two five five says. Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love them? <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, that, that's very appropriate. Right. That's and very we can see a connection, but do, do you oh, think yeah. the world's going to connect that? No, and do you think, no. Do you think that the world would not rather argue that there is no connection betwixt those two verses? Oh, sure, sure. They would you know, love they, to, get to, to, to gather us into an argument over this or that or secondary issues that are, that are brothers, are really of no consequence, you know. And, and just to kind of keep the flow here, on in verse 20, he goes, For the terrible one is brought to naught, and the scorner is consumed, and all that a that watch for iniquity are cut off. Now, you know, when it talks about the terrible, of course, uh, I mean, we can talk about, again, uh, a lot of people try to say, well, that's an Akrib king of Assyria and all his formidable enemies and all that. But let's look at it from more of a spiritual uh, standpoint, you know. We've already said that the meek and the poor... uh, you know, they by, in terms of the world, may be brought to naught, okay, but not according to Christ. I mean, just look at what what uh, uh, Constantine tried to do. You know, he tried to bring the world into the church, or the church in the world, or tried to bring them together, which resulted in in Antichrist. I mean, he he actually promoted uh, the the proliferation of, of Rome. Of course, nobody wanted to oppose him. And, uh, you know... That's right. But, he had the power. But but what, would you call that uh, one of the first uh, ecumenicisms? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, look at this. Satan has always been a terrible enemy of the saints of God. I mean, but he's going to be brought to naught. He's going to... 
Oh, yeah. He's he's going to be cast in the lake of fire, and the end result is going to be joy to the meek and lowly. And as far as the scorners, uh, it says there, you know, in that verse, that the scorner, we read that again, the scorner is is to be consumed. Well, I mean, uh, the Jews mocked at Christ, and uh, they scoffed at his doctrines, and they scoffed at his miracles and they scoffed at the the fact that the the doctrine was now being delivered you know to the gentiles they de, they derided his cross you know and Everything. of course yeah we we see the antichrist his mouth is full of blasphemies and and all of that but we know <laughs> now what now let's just look at the the end part of that book that that verse and all that watch for iniquity are cut off. Now, you know, there's a lot of people out there that can't sleep unless they commit iniquity. I mean, they're seeking for all the opportunities, and they also want to. They also want their point. They want to point their fingers at everybody else's iniquities. You know. And yeah. No. No. You're 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 dead on spot, brother. But you know what blows my mind is how the wicked. Can sleep now. Is there a, is there a distinction between you and me? Because I know that uh, I have a feeling you're the same way as I am, you know, and I'm as you are. Uh, uh, if we commit iniquity, it dogs us, and it's going to interrupt okay. our sleep. Sure. It's going to interrupt sure. my sleep. Now, is this this is normal? I would trust. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a this is a good thing that it should interrupt our sleep if we commit iniquity. Because that's the Lord's way of saying, hey, you blew it, you know, and uh, you're not going to rest so well tonight because uh, I'm making you cognizant of the fact that you that you, that you, that you screwed up, you, you, you sinned, you know, and, you know, we have our Lord, uh, because of this, I guess, this new covenant, I'm not, co- you know me, I'm not covenantal at all. I believe there's in, uh, there's one covenant, and it's the covenant of grace alone that's right. what i believe right i don't believe in these you, you know or a second covenant for the jew like he's still the apple right like they're right, still the right. apple of his eye or and you know that that hunk of desert i don't buy into any of that stuff and i don't think you do either well that's right and you i know. i think just to clarify you know for people and i think we've talked about this before but um you know he says um he there there is a covenant of the law and there's a covenant of grace. He says in verse eight of Hebrews, he says uh, for five, the uh, verse seven for if that first covenant had been faultless, there should be no place have been sought for the second for finding fault with him. He said, behold, the days come, and saith the Lord, when I make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and regarded not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me the people. And I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities I will remember no more. And so here we're talking about, you know, that like you said, this covenant of grace, this covenant of grace, and and that's the only covenant 
for his elect people. That's the only covenant for his elect people. Um, you know, yeah. and like you said, I don't want to get too far off the field, but I mean, I know why you're addressing that because we have a whole uh, dispensational camp that are trying to say there are four or five different ways to Christ. There's only one way to Christ. There's only one mediator between God and man, and that is the man Christ Jesus. And that includes the Old Testament saints. Amen. They look forward. They look forward to the cross, and right. uh, and and we look back to the cross. And those who were fortunate enough that under that God gave understanding to that lived in Christ's day, through especially through that three-year ministry, uh, were fortunate. But again, you know, I've said this before. It's true. The Bible attests to it that. Uh, more blessed are those who believe who have never seen me or have never seen, as it were, the, the miracles that, that Christ generated through the power of the Holy Spirit, through his own power. I don't know who to place the power with. I just know I can't explain the Trinity. I just know that I trust it and believe it, and it's easier than turning to Dan Rather on the, on the evening <laughs> news. I have no use for that nonsense. So I don't go well, there. You know, I, I encourage people to, uh, if you want to get some real comfort and real, because, you know, this question comes up a lot as it relates to the faith, uh, the faith of, that was once delivered to the saints. Uh, you know, if you want to see some real, where, where, how faith exemplifies itself, and it's the faith of Christ is in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, but in the 10th chapter of 1 Corinthians, I always go back to this. He says, uh, speaking of the Old Testament saints, moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized in the most in the cloud and the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. Okay. That's 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 4. Um Anyway, when it talks about this, uh, this, uh, you know, uh, verse twenty-one that maketh a man an offender uh, f- for a word and lay a snare for him that reproveth in the gate and turneth aside just for a thing of naught. Um, you know, we can see. Uh, the offense of the gospel. I mean, it's so apparent. Uh, he says to to us, you know, if you're in Christ, you're going to suffer persecution. And we all we have to do. I was talking to Jerry about this this morning. Uh, our friends and our relatives, when they found out we were subscribing to these great doctrines of grace, uh, what happened? They the the nature of the relationship totally changed. And no longer did they want to have, you know, any any fellowship, any fellowship. Yeah. Yeah. They want to curtail that fellowship. And by by the words and the doctrines and, you know, that we speak out of our mouth, it becomes an offense, you know. And so it, it, people are condemned. I mean, they condemn themselves by their own words. Like you said, I mean, when when somebody starts talking about, you know, I, I've, I've shared this quite a bit, but I remember listening to, you know, uh, 
the false prophet and uh, psychologist uh, and focus on the family president for years and years, Dr. James Dobson. I heard him, oh, heard yeah. him on his, pro- yeah. I heard him so on his program one day. I heard him on his program one day and he was talking about um, a, a fellow that actually ran for governor of the state of Missouri here, but he was a senator. His name is Jim Talent. And Jim Talent had heard James Dobson on his program, and James Dobson said, "You know, they're <laughs> this is this is just the asinine doctrine that James Dobson still adheres to in the Nazarene Church." But he says, "You know, there comes a time in everyone's life when they have to execute their free will." Well, Jim Talent <laughs> shared his testimony. Jim Talent shared his testimony and said, "You know what? When I heard Jim Dobson say that." I pulled over the I I pulled over the side of the road, and I executed my free will and let Jesus into my heart, or some of that effect. Well, that was, that was mighty that's, big that's of the you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was mighty, mighty large. Yeah, but yeah. no, no, I I know I'm I'm you know I'm scoffing. You know I'm just in oh jest. I know I know I know. But you know, you know, brother, Jesus, there's, there's you know? nothing funny about it. See, the, the sad reality no. is they're going to reap what they they've sown, and you know, I think I think if God hates anything more than even carnal sins of the flesh, I, I truly believe the sins of the spirit are greater than the sins of the flesh. You know, uh, what do you think? Well, I think so, and I think the other thing, and this was pointed out to me, and it was very, very, uh, um, how shall I say it, it really caused me to examine my own self, which we're supposed to examine ourselves to make our calling and election sure, and we're, you know, we do that through studying the Word of God and through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's the one that... <laughs> Is uh, brings us to repentance and convert everything. Everything's Christ, you know. And um, you know, the the thing of it is the the other thing is self righteousness. Any time a person tries to put themselves in a position that you know I'm up here and you're down there, that whole elitist mentality yeah. that. You know, you you you're better than the popus papacy. You know, that's what the papacy is. Sure. You know, hey, you come to me, and I'm, uh, you know, you you confess your sins to me, and I'll decide I'll decide whether I absolve you of your sins. Yes, I will. I will. I will absolve you, my son. Even though you've strayed away from Mother Church, uh, I have the power to excommunicate or to communicate because uh, I have a hot. I have a red hot blind God that you don't have. Well, that's, you know, we know that's just nothing but nonsense, but people live live and die by this stuff, and they die to uh, to uh, perdition. They really do. And it's scary. Right, and know? a lot of people don't understand, because as you know, the Roman Catholic Church for centuries has tried to promote this keys of the kingdom to Peter and this on this rock oh, yeah. I will build my church. And it, and that's taking it out of context. If you go back to that, that totally. We, we, totally you know, it's saying that on this rock, speaking specifically of Jesus Christ and not Peter. And then another in the another they they twist these scriptures about, you know, Who's ever sends you loose, and who's ever sends you, and that whole thing is just totally taken out of context. Really, is. and Paul, Paul spends a great deal over of, the people. 
Yeah, and Paul spends a great deal of his 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 teaching uh, to 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 clarify where that is erroneous doctrine. In other words, Paul says that there is only one mediator between God and man, and that's the man Christ Jesus. And he also, and he, I believe Paul's right. Hebrews. Now, a lot of people would argue with me and say it's Luke or somebody else. I don't know Paul myself, but uh, it could have been, you know, but it makes no difference. The fact is, our dear Lord preserved his word to the extent where we are recipients thereof. And it doesn't matter if it was Paul or or Mark or whomever. The the fact is, again, it was related to us, and we, we gleaned what was to be gleaned. But we know God will, will has definitely the power to preserve his word, just like Jesus had the power to lay his life down and to pick it up again. Right, you know, and the great thing the about one. the book of Hebrews, yeah. the great thing about the book of Hebrews in the 10th chapter, you know, this just really obliterates all of that false teaching and, just about four verses here, verse 12, he says, but this man, speaking of Jesus, uh, when he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. And 14, for by one offering he hath perfected ever them that are sanctified. And he says, he says in verse 17, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Why do we have to go to a priest then? Okay, we go. That, that, obliter- that obliterates that whole thing. Um, now, one of the things that I I have seen, and I'm sure you have too, is this whole thing about when the scribes and Pharisees, because of their wickedness, um, you know, they had a collusion. I mean, they were in collusion, even though the, the scribes and Pharisees, um, you know, uh, the Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. And the Pharisees did, but the Sadducees and the Pharisees still oftentimes would would come together to, to try to entangle Christ in his talk and lay snares right. for his yeah. taking yeah. his yeah. life, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, your 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 best, uh, your best uh, yeah yeah your 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 uh, your how's that go? Your and this is an earthly thing, but your uh, the friend of your. The friend of your enemy is your enemy. Uh, the enemy of your enemy is your friend. You know, right, so they, exactly. they did collude together, and uh, that's why I guess another worldly saying is, uh, you know, we, we hold our friends uh, close, but we hold our enemies closer, so they can't be guileless, or so they can't. Uh, rip us off or whatever worldly things we have. We don't want to get ripped off, as it were, because we've, you know, we think we've accrued this, and everything's God-given. It's nothing that that we can't do without. But I'll tell you what we can't, we cannot do without is the love of our Savior and our eternal destiny, which is in Christ and salvation throughout the eons of time to come, which are endless. And uh, people will just write that off and say, well, well, yeah, and, it's so, and, and they'll agree, and they'll go, yeah, that's so important, and this is all you need to do. Well, you don't need to do anything. You just need to 
you know, and I'm not talking about letting go and letting God. That's another fallacy. All I'm talking about, and I think you'd agree, is that, you know, is that uh, we we just let we just ask God for a blessing over over the reading of His Word, that we can come up with something that pertains to His glory, that pertains to to our salvation. Isn't that the Absolutely. whole point? Isn't that all yeah. that really matters? And, and I have a question. What do these people that throw our doctrine out, what do they possibly have to offer in return or an excuse for or, or, or in substitution thereof? What are they offering? P-R-I-D-E. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, what, red? red? P-R-I-D-E. Oh, pride. pride! Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. They know better than us in regard to the to the ways of Christ and his the truth that he that he shared with. His, I guess the only ones who get that get his truth to the maxim are those that he decided he wanted to impart truth to. You know, right. everybody else can apparently, uh, uh, you know. Uh, I hate to put in a worldly fashion. I guess they don't have a chance. But you know what? That's God's good pleasure. We were talking about the potter and the clay earlier, and the fact remains that Christ can do with with, with his own lump of clay what he wants to do. And if he wants me to 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 to, to, to dry on the vine, or in the case of the, the of the of the pot, you know that can dry up, but he can break it. The shivers, and uh, what am I to do in hell? Uh, scrape myself with that, because that's all I'll have. But but the argument remains. My argument says to me, what is their natural conclusion to the matter of these things? What are they coming up with that can even vie with or uh, uh, compete? with what God offers through, uh, listen, just by virtue of the fact that he's God, you know, they know that much, but they won't give him the glory in regard to their own salvation. Well, they see, that's, that's exactly why I don't hold to uh, this, this idea of that the offer of offer of the gospel is applicable to anyone other than God's elect. Now, we don't know who the elect are. We don't know who the elect what, are. But, but what I'm saying is that the only effectual recipients will be God's elect, because God's elect. You, can all, you can offer this, go out, like a used car salesman, if he has, uh, you know, if he has one uh, right. Mercedes Benz in the parking lot, and he gets on the on the news and says, I have a 380 SL Mercedes and it's available to everybody here in this county. Well, there's only one person that's going to be able to buy it. Okay, right. not the whole county. And so the point right. is, and, and, and if we look in verse 22, this is a nice segue into this. Therefore, thus saith the Lord who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob. Jacob shall not be ashamed, neither shall his face now wax pale. In other words, the Lord redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob, speaking of his elect. Um, and, you know, the thing of it is, 
uh, people talk about conversion and they talk about repentance and faith and belief and all of that. But you know what? Something has to precede all of that, and it's called being born again by the Spirit of, of God. In other words, that's what we find in John 3. He says, The Spirit bloweth where it listeth, and no man knoweth the sound thereof. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit of God. Also, <clears throat> the longer I study this, you know, we've been saved with an everlasting salvation. And that everlasting salvation is not just in everlasting future, it's everlasting past. What I'm saying is that we've been loved. We were chosen in him from the foundation before we were even created. We can go back to Romans and see that the children not being not yet born, not having done any good or evil, the purpose of God, according to election, might stand, Jacob, have I loved? Esau, have I hated? So Jacob was loved he had not done any good or evil before he was before he was even born. Before he was, he was born. yet his mother. Yeah. Yeah. So we know he was a deceiver. We know he was a deceiver through the course of his life. Oh, yet yes. God still God still chose to love him in spite of the fact that he was a, I think Jacob means deceiver. <laughs> Yeah, if you, it if does. you look at the name, it does. I, I believe exactly it, means, it means just like uh, Isaac means his father. Isaac means laughter because they laughed at the fact that they could bear children at ninety plus. Right, and so when it says here that his face, uh, it says uh, neither shall his face now wax pale. That means that you know what what God started, He will complete. Oh, yeah. What he started, he will complete. And you know, in fact, it's even it's even greater than that. You know, there's a lot of people that are trying to promote that salvation is something that's, you know, a progressive thing. Christ said on the cross, "It is finished." Now, I do, uh, I think that there is a preservation and a perseverance. In other words, I I allude to this 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 um, two 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 passages often because I love it. It says that. Uh, Jude twenty four twenty five. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding glory to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty dominion and power both now and forever amen. So that's really alluding to the you know the perseverance of of Christ. Now in in verse twenty three he says but when he seeth yes yes. Yeah, when he seeth his children, the work of mine hands in the midst of him, they shall sanctify my name and sanctify the Holy One of Jacob and shall fear the God of Israel. Go ahead and comment on that. (laughs) Well, absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, again, getting back to the perseverance or preservation of the saints, that that is Christ preserving his church and we don't have a hand in that. We we are we are recipients of the above. And uh right. you know, but we praise God for it. Now that's again, that's not to spread antinomianism at all. You know, God forbid that that would be the thought of people that can go, you know, I think those are in a way, those are you could call them hyper Calvinists, which 
I've never heard anybody call anybody that, that is antinomian a hyper-Calvinist. Maybe you have, but uh, I can see where they can get off by saying, well, now I can just go live like the devil because I'm one of God's elect, and uh, he's proven that to me. And, well, no, I'd have to say to them, well, it appears that perhaps you were never saved to begin with. If you choose, if, if you, and here's the, here's the extent of their so-called free will. At that juncture of life, if they choose to live like the devil, then it questions, it brings into question whether they were ever, but let's not even get to perseverance or preservation yet. Let's deal with, with what's at hand. And now that they believe they're saved and they understand the doctrines of grace insofar as the Lord is, is put upon their hearts to understand. But now they can go live like the devil. Well, Paul answers that, God forbid. But Paul doesn't get into the fact that I'm getting into, I don't think he does, but but all I'm saying, and you may agree, uh, that uh, the fact remains that, uh, listen, we can't take this lightly. We can't take this great salvation lightly. And I'm afraid right. I may do That's that right. at some point, some certain times in my life. And you know what? The last person I want to offend is my Lord and Savior, because he was offended. He was spit in his face. He was he was whipped. He was you know he went through all of those things with even more gusto than the regular crucified crucified person of his day because they labeled him as what the uh, king of the Jews and he never said that you, you know actually the Jews hated him. And to say that Jesus was a Jew, I, I really believe that 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 Jesus was a Judaite, and the only Jew in the mix was Judas Iscariot, the betrayer. Uh, they were all Galileans, and they were all sure they they. I don't know. Do you know for a fact uh, what uh, what tribes uh, uh, that the various apostles stemmed from? Were they all Judeans, or were well, they uh, maybe a Benjaminite? Maybe there was a, there's, there, there was a, maybe there was a, a, a someone from the tribe of Asher in there. I don't know. What, what do you know on that? Do you, have you ever searched that out? Well, well, I think that the most, I, I, it's really, I don't, I don't want to get bogged down on it. But I will say this: if you want to do a really interesting study on, on. On this, uh, in the Acts, the second chapter, uh, the 29th uh, through the 34th verse uh, deals with uh, this question about uh, you know the problem. The problem with this subject is uh, um, you know it's been an ongoing thing about you know who is a Jew and what is a Jew and. And they they are they are Jews. They but they're the, you know in the Revelation it says they're a synagogue Satan. They say they're Jews and they are not. And, and uh, we know that there's there was a lot of mixture over there and that in those tribes. And uh, you know he talks about um, I, I, we can go back to that. But we know that Christ was from the lineage well, where did of David. You go? Excuse me, brother. Where did you go? You said you, you said Acts. 
Acts 2, in 29, he says, Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the, the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried in his suffrages with us today. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn with the oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, okay, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. So we know... Yes. There is a there is a, a fleshly linkage of and, and you can see that in the genealogies. Uh David is he's in the he's in the genealogy of David. Now yes. uh that's you know, uh, that's about as far and, as I want to go. And on Nathan. It and Nathan, there's a split oh, yeah. there. Yeah. Mary and uh Joseph. Even though Joseph is the foster father, it's amazing how God in his pure ac- accuracy, uh, denotes uh, Christ's lineage, from, even even through the line of of his foster father, which I believe was uh, uh, either from the line of well, what's left, David or Nathan. I think Nathan was David's brother. Yeah, of course. You, you see, you also see. I mean, with the patriarchs, whether you're speaking of Moses or Abraham or Jacob or you know, all the way down through. I mean, if and, and this actually is kind of referring to when he says, uh, when he seeth his children the work of mine hands in the midst of, of him. Um, you know, now there's, there's a lot of people out there that, uh, um, you know, they <laughs> they try to go back to this, you know, we have Abraham as our father. Right, yeah. and of course, yeah. Christ, oh, answered, Christ answered. Christ answered that. He said, "You know, if you were, you would do the works of Abraham and so on." But you when, when he me. does, you would love me, yes. But I'm when sorry. he talks about the sanct, that's okay. When he says sanctifying his name, you know, uh, the spiritual seed of Jacob are those who are quickened. By Christ, that's the spirit. The nation that shall be born, you know. I mean, <laughs> they talk about the Church of Christ. Okay, you've heard people talk about. Well, I'm a member of the Church of Christ, or then you have people that say, well, you know, especially when you get in the Messianic Jews. I mean, they've got this. So you talk oh, yeah. about confused. They that they, they got one leg in the in their physical descent, and one supposedly in the Messiah. Right. But here he sanctify the Holy One of Jacob and shall fear the God of Israel. That's what he says. They shall sanctify my name and sanctify the Holy One of Jacob. What does that mean, though? Sanctify the Holy One of Jacob means to, uh, in other apart. words, they're set apart. In other words, they are, you know, there's a scripture that says, Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. And that's what it's referring to. We do not participate in all of this ecumenism. We don't participate in all these this false world church. Uh, and notice 24, they also that erred in the spirit shall come to understanding. And that they, that I'm murmur sorry, brother, shall... Brother, again, are, you, are you still in Matthew? No, I, I'm sorry. I went back to Isaiah. And okay, I'm, let's go I'm, back to Isaiah. And I'm read, read 20, Sir, verse 23 29. and 24. Okay, verse 23, 24 of Isaiah 29. 
Yeah. Okay. Why don't okay, you Why don't you reread those two verses for us? I'd be happy to. Let Let me get there. I I have a little sticker in 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 the places that we've gone, but I ran out of stickers, so I. <laughs> so yeah, you know how that works. Yeah. Oh anyway, yeah. But, oh, uh, yeah. Let, let me get there, brother. Uh, that's uh, that's Isaiah uh, uh, twenty nine. Uh, verse, uh, verse 23 and 24. 23 and Last 24, two verses. Yes. I'd be pleased to, yes. Uh, 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 but when he seeth his children, the work of mine hands in the midst of him, they shall sanctify my name and sanctify the Holy One of Jacob and shall fear the Lord God of Israel. 24. They also that erred, or, or, well, we know what that means. They also that erred in spirit shall come to understanding, and they that murmured shall learn doctrine. Well, now, we know who murmured. Weren't, weren't they the scribes and the Pharisees? And oh, yeah. The rest? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they murmured. And, and, they, and, and, brother, ultimately, they will see who they pierced. But, 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 but we know. We know this is falsely bandied around that that by so-called Christians that just think that the that Jews are still the apple of <clears throat> excuse me of God's eye and everybody else can just go shake you know that we don't get a second chance as it were but but the Jews do because they're they're special no this is nonsense the fact of the matter is. In the course of this, they will see who they pierced. Now, it's up to God to, I mean, I mean what do you think on this second chance, and they will see well, who I they think, will I pierce? Because I, th- I think it's consistent with what we're talking about right here in these two verses here. Uh, uh, yeah, if I'm it's, wrong, it's speaking, it's, No, it's speaking specifically of the fact that there's, you know, he, he has a remnant according to the election of grace. <laughs> In other words... Um, when it says here that they also that erred in spirit shall come to the understanding that they murmured shall learn doctrine, I believe that's referring to, um, you know, we know that um, the gospel was transmitted to to us Gentiles, and right. we and and some of the Gentiles so you be a light to the Gentiles, and some of the, it says as many as speaking of the Gentiles. As many as were ordained to eternal life believe, and it also it says um, it, there will be to the Jews in the latter day uh, those who come to the knowledge of it, and it's only going to be like you said. It's only going to be a work of God, of the Holy Spirit. If God in those Jews. allows them to come to the understanding thereof, then they will come to that understanding, and it will and be a remnant. Know. It will be a remnant. Yeah. It won't Absolutely. be all the Jews. And you know. Yeah, you're right. And you know what, brother? They might want to reject it, as they have done for eons of time. But you know what? Let's take a a closer look. Let's magnify irresistible grace here, okay? They will not be able to reject their salvation, even though their Talmud tells them different. And all that is is a stinking book of tradition, which is nothing but garbage. And I would just suggest to anybody listening, if you, you've got a Talmud, just throw it in the 
first read the part where they have Jesus boiling in excrement for all eternity, because he's the deceiver, according to them. Well, just take that book and throw it in the toilet, in the trash, just like right next to the NIV version of the of the Bible, because these are worthless, worthless books where they've just ripped out. Oh, I don't like that. Just rip that. Uh, not only page, but chapter. Let's just rip that out of here. Rip. You know, we don't <laughs> need that. Rip. 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 And what are they like? Well, you know, with? you know. I, I think that. You know, the reality of it is, and I know we've been somewhat redundant in this, but um, three things come come to my mind. Um, the fact is, the first two are things that are we are not, okay? Um, we are not cooperative agents with God. And number two, we have absolutely nothing to do with anything as it relates to this this world or our salvation. And then finally, uh, Christ is everything. He's our redemption. He's our sanctification. He's our holiness. He's our righteousness. He's our substitute. And he is our redemption. He's our, he's our glorification. And, you know, he is, our, he is our rest. He's our Sabbath. He's everything. And yeah. so that's really what this scripture is conveyed. Now, we've gone an hour and 36 minutes, and I, hopefully I won't mess up today. I want to make sure you stay on the call, and if our guest three wants to join us, uh, I'm learning how to do this. I'm going to terminate this call. I'm going to end this call. And I'm hoping I won't lose you, and if I lose you, I'll call you back. But I don't think I will today, and we'll stay on for a little time of fellowship. Hold on one second. Okay. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.